Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And unfortunately tonight, we are not joined at the bar by the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. He is, of course, uh, beachside again. Imagine that. Another vacation for Mr. Benders. <laughs> but I think you can say that he is bellied up to the bar, just not in this particular bar. I I, I believe you are absolutely correct on that. I, I would assume that by this point, mm-hmm. uh, he is either uh, the favorite son of Perdido Key, or perhaps maybe running for mayor of Perdido Key, Florida at this point. I bet they're just ready for vacation season to be over with. (laughs) That's what I think. And and I want, like, what is he's, what's he on vacation from? His whole life is a vacation. (laughs) Well, that's why he's the fabulous one. You're absolutely right. Hey, man, some people can pull it off, and that man does it. Don't (laughs) Don't know how he does it, but I'm all for it. It is uh, great to be back. It's great to be back recording tonight. After uh, last week, unfortunately, we were not able to uh, record an episode. I was telling Tuna uh, earlier tonight that uh, this sickness that has run through this household that Fred called the summertime bubonic plague really took a toll over here. Uh, And we're still not completely through it. Uh, I am feeling fine. I understand my voice isn't exactly 100% to where it usually is, but uh, we're going to power through tonight, and uh, we are very thankful to be back. Uh, As always, we want to remind you guys to uh, check us out on social media at Twitter, at BlockoutPod. Type in BlockoutSportsPod to your uh, Facebook search bar. You can find us there. Um, Fred is going to be calling in, uh, from the beach tonight, which we are very much looking forward to. Uh, well, I mean, maybe we'll see what condition he's in when he calls. I picture him with like a 1985, like saved by the bell cell phone sitting on the beach with, uh, his Hawaiian shirt calling into a sports pod drinking some kind of mixed, uh, coconut cocktail. God knows what the, what he's drinking up down there. And just crushing high noons over his head. I don't know. Whatever, man. I'm all for it, Freddie. Enjoy your beach time. And um, wear your sunscreen, buddy. Oh, uh, his sunscreen consists of uh, Crisco, <laughs> olive oil, <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> as if a, do they make a negative SPF? I don't think there's any human being that I've ever met in my life that's always asked me, or asked me more times than him, how's my tan look, dog? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever commented on another man's tan, but like he's, he's trying to get it out of me. <laughs> now, uh, since we did miss last week, there are a few things that we'll get to later on in the show 
that I wanted to touch on that we would have uh, talked about last week. But I wanted to kick off tonight's show uh, with something that is getting ready to start here in what? 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, what, about five hours? I, I suck at math, but I'm just going to say one thirty-five a.m. is when it's going to start. Okay. So, yeah, real, we'll, we'll call it five hours. I like the sound of that. And uh, that is the British Open, of course, which uh, is always one of my favorite weekends of the year, uh, one of my favorite golf tournaments of the year. This year, not in what I would consider an iconic venue, but it, it's still going to be a great tournament nonetheless. A lot of cool storylines. Uh, this year uh, taking place at Royal Liverpool in England. and uh, The old country. Indeed. And right off the bat, uh, I thought we might get into a little bit of uh, some of the cool groupings that uh, – that we have, which is a storyline in and of itself. Sometimes the guys that are going to be playing together the first couple of days. And I had noticed earlier this week and for listeners, uh, that have listened to our show, uh, for the last, you know, several months, you'll know that we did an entire episode almost dedicated to the slow play of Patrick Cantlay and how that affected uh, Brooks Kepka. That was a slow episode. Uh, tuna. <laughs> well, I think we, we can all agree that Patrick Candelay was personally responsible for the epic uh, collapse, Sunday collapse by Brooks Kepka at the Masters, um, which was Brooks had that, that entire tournament uh, led Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He gets to Sunday, and you can tell that he has a full epic collapse. And all of that is attributed to Patrick Cantlay's slow play. So, and they are playing together again for the first two days. Correct. They get paired together in the British Open with Hideki Matsuyama, who may have to be a bouncer at this time around. <laughs> so this could go a couple ways. Like Patrick Cantlay could end up in a pond, or. <laughs> Brooks could have just a full epic meltdown, and I, I don't really know. He may miss the cut. He may play the best golf ever. I don't know what's going to happen. I usually throw a few bucks on Brett's, Brooks Kepka in a, uh, going into a major. Not this time, and that is a big reason why. But we, we've got some other pairings that are going to be fun. Followed up right after them is uh, – I really like this one. Scotty Scheffler, Tommy Fleetwood, and Adam Scott. Uh, I think that could be a fun fun pairing to watch. And then um, right after them, you have the champ from last year, Cameron Smith, Xander Shoffley, and the U.S. Open champ, Wyndham Clark. So there's, there's a lot of fun uh, storylines going on with that grouping also. And then we can go later into the day at, uh, what was that, a 10, 10 – oh, 9.59 um, – Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, and Justin Rose. You talk about star power there. Yeah. My gosh. And you know that the fans are going to be going nuts for Rory. Like, they, they already have been. I don't know if you guys watched any of the practice round uh, went on today. Well, how about how about his performance yeah. on Sunday at the Scottish Open? That's what I'm saying. He's playing hot right now, man. Like, it's kind of tough to pull against him, but I feel like the cards are too lined up for him to win this weekend and i think that's why he's not going to win this weekend because it's just too perfect of a storyline so and was it nine years since he's won a major 
So he's in a drought. Yeah, yep, yeah he's in yep. a drought. So, I mean, that's uh, definitely something to look forward to. And I had uh, John Daly pulled up. When's he teeing off? I don't, I don't know, but he's must-see TV just because I like watching him smoke cigarettes in England and flick them on the course. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I said earlier when we were talking about that, I give Daly either nine holes to be seven under par or to be – 15 over and just walk off the course <laughs> yeah. like i don't think there's any in between one of those two things is going to happen well that, you're definitely right about that i actually quoted john daly today without even realizing it i had a cramp in my side and uh <laughs> a buddy was like are you are you okay and i was like ah you can't pull fat so <laughs> that's uh that uh Anytime I can get a John Daly quote in the day, it was a success, and I can sleep well at night. But um, I do like watching him uh, and the way that the Brits look at him. I hope he wears American flag pants. Um, so <laughs> he very well might. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So, um, but other than that, uh, I don't know much about this course. You obviously know more than I do, Travis. Um, was it uh, Liverpool? country club or royal liverpool or royal, yeah don't call it liverpool country club we'll have our <laughs> we'll have our listeners from overseas uh in a in a lava as well. they would say <laughs> uh we we don't want that it is royal liverpool um i had uh seen on social media today uh michael kim who does if, if you don't follow him uh on twitter if you're a golf fan, you should because as uh, as these tournaments come up, he's he's very um, transparent and forthright about what he thinks might happen. And quickly, I'm, I'll just go through what he said um, about the course and about what he sees happening in the tournament. He said uh, the greens are soft, unfortunately. Uh, his full gap wedge downwind actually spun backwards a bit but still difficult to control out of the rough he thinks you're going to see some lower scores tomorrow because the greens won't dry enough he thinks it'll be the best scoring conditions of the week he says a 64 is possible depending on the wind uh it'll play harder as the week goes along he says don't freak out after thursday like we did during the u.s open um and then he talks about some different hole locations and things like that. But he is uh, at Mike underscore Kim 714 on Twitter. Uh, if you want to uh, follow him, he is a great follow in the world of golf. Um, my question, do you think we're going to see a score that low? I mean, do you think a, a 64 is in the cards? I, I uh, All right. If if I was to bet whether it was going to be over, or like if you would get a score under sixty five, I would say or sixty. Well, I think we'll break sixty six, but sixty five. I don't know. It's like you were talking about earlier. The weather out there can change on a dime, and you never really know what you're going to get. So it's hard for me to say that it's going to be under because I don't see these players adjusting that quickly. If the weather stays calm, I guess maybe it could happen. But I don't know. Um, I would say no, we're not going to get a 64 tomorrow. That's just kind of my thoughts. I was 
thinking about this earlier today and trying to put like I, I always try to kind of extrapolate out to what I think the winning score is going to be. And so what that takes day mm-hmm. one, day two, day three, day four. And I had in my mind minus eight. Okay. I had in my mind minus eight as the winning score. Now, as you just said, so much of that is weather dependent. But I I could see somebody going out and shooting a 65. And then as it gets more difficult and more difficult, mm-hmm. I can see on Sunday, you know, the best round of the day by a leader or by someone that has a chance to win being like a 69 or a 70, which is typically what happens in yes in the British Open. And that's what I hope. Oh, don't call it the British Open. Oh, you just did it. Between me I calling did, them the country club and I you did. calling it the British Open, we're, we are not making friends in England right now, buddy. What I meant to say was <laughs> the Open Championship. There you go. The Open Championship is, is what I meant to say. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, and I will have it on uh, my television. I'll turn it on tonight when it's, when it's teeing off, and I won't. And then I'll wake up at five thirty or six, and I'll watch it till I fall back asleep. <laughs> there you go. Which is what I usually do. See, I like it. I, I start work at six a.m., so I will just have it on as soon as I start working and watch it until I guess what it'll go probably till four o'clock tomorrow, right? Probably be over with yeah four p.m. Yep. So, yeah. So that's that's my work day in a nutshell tomorrow. Uh, so I I mean I'm all for that, and that's another great thing about which. We can transition here. Wimbledon. I liked watching the tennis matches early in the morning while I was at work. And we got blessed, Travis, with one of maybe the best tennis matches. Not the best. What was the the Nadal um, Federer? What was that? Uh, the French Open? Well, and I mean, I yeah. can go back to, to several mm-hmm. to several finals and grand slams. I, what I will mm. say is that I'm not sure I've ever seen a better one. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that's right. And the drama and the level of tennis that was played at Wimbledon in the final this year was... I, I, I can't remember seeing a match that had more swings of momentum, ups and downs, guys with chances for breaks early in sets that they couldn't convert, and, you know kind of going against the flow of play like in the fifth set in particular mm-hmm. I thought that uh Djokovic started that set with so much momentum and had so many chances to take control and he couldn't and boy I tell you it was it really was and the entire fifth set was just glued to the television every point live or die with every point it was four Hours and 40-plus minutes of some of the best television I've seen. Um, it was just I, – I, I don't know how these guys do it. Like, if you don't appreciate tennis and, like, how hard these guys work, just watch a match like that. I mean, that was four hours, almost five hours of just full out going at it. And Alcaraz is – I mean, he's the hot new guy right now. I mean, that, that is uh, – I mean, it's not just – I mean, he was the number one ranked player in the world, and a lot of people thought that that was 
misrepresented and Jokic, Jokic or Djokovic was that guy. And going into that, everybody was kind of like, oh, this will be over with in four, three, you know, whatever. And I tell you what, I, I thought Djokovic had it locked down for sure. And then by that second set, because Djokovic won that first one, what, 7-1, right? Or 6-1? one, 6-1. 6-1, and then Alcaraz just did not, like, he came out in that second and battled and battled and battled. I mean, he was hitting shots between his legs. He was laying completely out. That was, uh, I don't know, man. It was impressive to watch. That'll turn anybody into a tennis fan if you watch that, I feel like. Well, and and I also, there is something to be said about the tradition of Wimbledon. I mean, I can remember when I was a very young kid getting up on Sunday morning and watching Borg and McEnroe and Connors. And it was just always something like it was always on before we had to go to church. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of times going, I don't want to leave. I want to watch this match. And my dad going, it'll still be on when we get home. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of times it was. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this one went off at what? Three o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a, uh, and it was, it really was, uh, like you want to talk about like the drama of human sport. That was it. It was, yeah, it was great. Um, even the fans in Wimbledon looked like they were starting to get a little rowdy. The uh, uptight Wimbledon fans. So, but other than that, man, I uh, I guess we don't have a lot on the roster except for football coming up soon. And we had NFL training camp start this week. How excited are you about that, Travis? I know you're excited about the announcement of Hard Knocks being filmed with the New York Jets, and you get to watch all the Aaron Rodgers that you can wrap your head around. I I just I just can't. Now I do think it's going to be must see television. I mean, I I I can't wait to to see how that all plays out. I thought it was going to be must see television, and then I got the news today. Adam Scheffler came out today and said that they're changing things up a little bit. It's not going to be like Hard Knocks was before. They're not going to wait. What when I mention Hard Knocks to you, what's one thing that like stands out to you? From what's I mean, what from from what standpoint do you like mean? the character arcs? So like the players. So like all right, when I watched Hard Knocks, one of the most intriguing things to me about Hard Knocks is you have these guys come in that are trying to make the team. Right. Whether they're rookies, second-year guys, whatever. And the minute that they get called into that office, right. when they're I, avoiding – I was yes. ju- I was just about to yeah. say, the number one thing that uh, I love and I hate about the absolutely. show is when they say a uh, coach wants to see and take your play, take your yeah. playbook. <laughs> yeah, bring your playbook. And then you watch these guys leave. Or when they tell the guys that they made the team and, like, how they lose it. Right. Like, um. They're not going to be Robert Salah, and I, I really do respect him for this. Just it's not good for viewership. But uh, he said it's inhumane to show players getting cut, and they're they refuse to give HBO the access for that. Um, I don't really have an argument for that. That's uh, it makes total sense to me. If I was a player, I would respect the hell out of that. Um, and I get that from mm-hmm. a uh, like a humanitarian standpoint, and yeah. 
and things like that. But for a schlub like me sitting on the couch watching TV, I want to see that shit. Right. Like, I don't right. Know. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes for great television. Exactly. But like I said, it's the thing I love about it the most, and the thing I hate about it the most. Because I, you feel you can't help but just be crushed when this guy's entire life's dream is played out on television and it's just squashed right there in front of you. On yeah, TV. Dude, like you, you get three weeks, like, like, you know, three episodes leading up to this where like, you feel like you, you know, build a rapport with this, this uh, player on TV. You start learning their personalities. They're talking about their families, their kids, whatever. And then it's that moment they bring him into the locker room and you got to watch this guy get cut and his dreams just get shattered. But it's, I mean, Again, I totally get it. And Aaron Rodgers, what what he made the comment, um, they they forced it down our throats. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, it's going to be funny to watch him be smug to the cameras and uh, not talk to them hardly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just film him and there's no talking scenes with him because they don't want to deal with it. But the Reds or the the Jets do have a lot of young guys that uh, I'm interested in seeing, like Brees Hall who came out last year and proved that he has the ability to be one of the top running backs in the league until he got injured. And that's uh, watching his, his comeback story from that ACL. And then um, do you think there's a way they can sauce Gardner and that personality? But do, you think, when, do you think there's a way they can get a camera in one of those uh, sensory deprivation tanks or whatever the <laughs> hell it is that, uh, that that Aaron Rodgers <laughs> like lays in a tank of water, doing a microdose of mushrooms or something. Yeah, where was the where was Hard Knocks at when he was just doing his darkness retreat? That would have been some good television. Or going out and filming him do some ayahuasca and just puking in a bucket. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I want to know. Mm. I mean, are they going to be able to show any of that stuff? Or I get, I don't know, man. I don't know what he's doing, and I, I just picture. I, I don't know what. I don't. I have no idea. But I'm excited, man. And I think Robert Salah is. Uh, he's got one of those personalities, much like Dan Campbell has with um, the uh, Lions, where I think America's going to fall in love with this guy, like just how passionate he is, and um, how he just throws it all in. And really, the Jets are going to be a good team this year like we haven't been able to say that in a while like that's gonna be a legitimately good football team so i don't know if the hard knocks curse is there really a hard knocks curse what's the last team that was on hard knocks that was actually successful hmm i don't, I don't know if i can wasn't the colts no but that was they've never done the actual hard knocks they did the in-season hard oh, knocks that's yeah. right but not that's the training right. camp that's right that's right um I don't know. I know they did the Ravens the year after they won the Super Bowl. That was the very first hard, hard knocks ever done. And I'll, I'll down the hill saying it was still the best hard knocks ever done. Tony Saragusa himself made that the best hard knocks. But um, I don't think I ever watched that, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, we you need to pull it up on YouTube or something. It, it's great. Uh, great television. I loved the goose. Yeah, Tony Saragusa. You had Ray Lewis, Jamal Lewis. God rest his uh, soul. Ed Reed. That was like just a loaded, fun team. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I'm excited about that. That's coming up. And um, as far as NFL training camp goes, I mean, what, 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 what kind of stories we got? DeAndre Hopkins signing with Tennessee. That's uh, – who's seen that coming? Right. 
uh, I, I uh, as a Colts fan, was not thrilled by well, that. What I don't understand, Travis, is he laid out three I saw, tiers. I saw. I don't think he met one of Maybe a solid defense, I'll give him that. Yeah. But, you know, as far as stability at the GM position, uh, this is a new GM they have this year. So that didn't work out. And then um, having a good NFL quarterback. And Tannehill is not that. Now, let me ask you this, Tuna. Um, did they or did they, in fact, not uh, offer him the most money? Oh, they did. They and, did. And, and so mm-hmm. that list that he mm-hmm. had um, clearly was uh, on a sliding scale depending on how much money he was offered. No, I, I totally agree with that. But he's, what, 32, 31, 32? At what point – like, I'm sorry, but Tennessee – if there's any Titans fans listening, you know it. I know it. We all know it. You're not competing for a Super Bowl anytime soon, especially in that AFC. Um, I, I don't see a future of it having, happening. Um, he's not. He's going to end up with a career where he played for the Houston Texans, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Tennessee Titans and accomplished really nothing but big numbers and big stats. And made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give you that. I mean, he made a bunch. He's going to make a bunch of money. money. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I give you that. And if you you can either be, you hit a point in your career where you make the decision, do I continue to paper chase or do I ring chase? And he chose to paper chase, and I will never fault anyone for that. Absolutely not. I mean, I don't think you can. I mean, with the uh, average, you know, uh, lifespan is the wrong word, but the, the average span of a career in the NFL being as short as it is, you know, get paid. Yeah. Just get he's paid. A, he's already pretty much tripled that, though, um, the average span. So, and he's he's made his money. And then part of me also looks at it, and I guess this goes for quarterbacks more than, I guess, wide receivers, but if you can get to a team and win a Super Bowl and make less money, you're going to make more than that off of endorsements than you will. That's true. Um then you will your actual contract. That's true. And while we're talking about guys getting paid, how about the uh, this? It's not recent, but it is very much in the news lately uh, with the running back position in the NFL becoming kind of a, a no man's land for guys getting paid. It's uh, it's sad, dude. Like I don't I don't know like. That I think this era is over with. I mean, it makes sense to me from a GM standpoint and and an ownership standpoint. Like, hey, you guys are easily replaced, and I don't have to pay that kind of money. But also, some of these guys, I don't know, they um, they're staples to the team, and they carry the workload. Like Saquon Barkley, the Giants weren't win in playoff games last year if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley being part of that team. Right. And the the thing is, is I feel like this is where the players union comes into play. I think they need to come in. I'm not sure the answer to this, but they're going to have to get creative. They make a lot of money off of these players, and that players union needs to get to work and draw something up. I would suggest something like positional – minimums 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, That's actually a great idea. I have never heard anybody say that before. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it's, it's out there, but to an extent. But, like, say, if you get – make it, like, kind of incentive-based. Uh, if you carry the ball, not production-wise, but usage-wise. Like, if you get, you know, 100-plus touches, this is your minimum that you can make for that season. Right. Um, but I don't – I don't know. I mean – because you have so many – you look across the NFL and you have – like, look at the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year. You had a seventh-round draft pick rookie as the starting running back. That's right. On the Super Bowl champion. And then you go to Philadelphia who had a room full of mid-level running backs making low wages. Yep. So, whenever you go pay a guy a running back and you can't spend that money elsewhere – it puts your team in jeopardy like that they're they're in a bind so i i understand the owners and i understand the the running because of all positions running back is probably the most physically demanding on your body sure and these players they're the ones that drop it down right the um, uh expectancy life expectancy in the, in the nfl so i don't know like i said i feel like this is a players union issue and they they're gonna have to come up with something on this yeah so that's very well said tuna um, and with that, we are going to take a very quick break, although you won't know it because we'll be right back because the fabulous one has called in from the beach. Uh, we are going to get him all set up here and uh, we will return in a moment. And we are back and we are joined, as I promised uh, earlier in the show, by the fabulous one, the man who spends more time in Florida than anybody that I know that doesn't actually live there. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Freddie, how are you? How are things going in Florida with you right now? Well, what's up, guys? Down here at the uh, Perdido Key with the uh, Rennert family. Uh, we are... Just came in. I'm on the balcony watching the sun go down. Uh, I can tell Tuna that the I, I know that the topic of conversations. I've been here a lot, uh, <laughs> but I am now on 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 uh, banana boat suntan oil. I am on number four, like as in four, not fifty, not thirty, not fifteen. But I am now coating myself with four now fred i had actually asked uh when when tuna and i were talking earlier i had asked him if there was a negative spf because i thought that <laughs> i thought that was probably where you were at i said i have not went to crisco yet or uh, <laughs> that, uh oil. I, I said uh it was crisco <laughs> and olive oil were my two things okay yeah, you know, a nice, uh, a nice, uh, maybe a nice uh, pecan oil or maybe an avocado <laughs> oil would be nice. I might uh, look into that. <laughs> At the local Publix, I've already been there, and you know, Leather. it's always great when the workers at Publix know who you are. <laughs> and uh, you know, a shout out to Publix. You know, always organization there, friendly faces helping. 
uh, easy to find groceries. Great chicken sandwich. Uh, and the baskets are always in tip top shape. Uh, no wiggling wheels like uh, uh, Krogering and things of that nature. So that's always fun to uh, to do. And my high noons are sold there, which is liquor, not uh, white claw. So I, I didn't have to go to the liquor store, which is great. Fred, I'm on a guava right now. Fred, is there a better uh, is is there a better grocery store chain in the United States than Publix? No, and when we get them in, in, in where we live, it's not going to be as fun because that's part of the vacation experience. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's sneak away to Publix. Yeah, but I sure as hell would, <laughs> sounds like a hell of a vacation. I sure as hell would like to have one somewhere here in my neighborhood. I know Tuna is a Melton's guy, but, you know. <laughs> Excellent meatloaf. <laughs> now, so guys, yeah, man, we got the uh, we got the MLS soccer game coming on here soon that we're going to watch because we got some, uh, some soccer players here staying with us uh, that are big timers. I've been testing them out on the beach, and they are legit. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be excited to watch this all-star game. Uh, right now, we got it on Bama, Kansas State, uh, 2022. Of course. Uh, for the eighth open. time this week. Of course you do. Now well, We're looking to switch it to the Wrexham debut versus Chelsea, uh, Ryan Reynolds' relegated team, which is very cool as well. Yeah, they are down 2-0. Uh, as we speak, we have it on. Oh, in the okay. Well, club. it was fun while it lasted. Um, now, uh, you're not aware, I'm sure but they have guys that can uh, that can win in a shootout, <laughs> uh, unlike the U.S. of A. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you, Fred, because uh, you and I are uh, longtime watchers of the. I got uh, kind of uh, talked to by Tuna for calling it the British Open. But of the open, <laughs> of the open championship, which is I know one of our favorite sporting event weekends of the year, and I yes, uh, and I will be there. You'll be where? Watching <laughs> going with to Britain? You. After oh, this? oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> thought he was I, going to Liverpool. Yeah, I thought, man, you are living the life. You're going <laughs> to, you're going straight from Perdido Key to Liverpool, but they couldn't handle that. <laughs> they couldn't handle that tan in Liverpool, dude. <laughs> Hey, while I interrupted you, I didn't mean to. I know you were getting ready to jump into the U.S. Open, but uh, my my little boy uh, Clayton wants to say something real quick because uh, he hasn't been on the podcast before. Here, pop in there. Oh, of course. Roll Tide. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Drink. There, there it is. SEC Media Days. He's Drink. Roll Tide in there. Brainwashed already. And you know what he told me in the car uh, uh, yes, last night? He goes, I don't even like football. I'm not even going to watch football. I'm going to be, when I grow up, I don't have to watch football. And I said, <laughs> boy, those are, uh, those are, you better think about what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him that there are plenty of orphanages around uh, yeah, Louisville? I think he's had I said, you haven't even been to a game yet, little man. Wait till you get to a game and tailgate and all this. I said, you'll change your, your tune. 
But uh, yeah, Travis, uh, the British, the Open Championship. I'm excited for, it, buddy. Uh, who do you guys like? Well, we had we had gone over some of the uh, some of the pairings, uh, and one of the interesting ones that I had brought up, or that I had brought up uh, early, was that uh, the Blockout Sports Pod favorite Patrick Cantlay is playing once again with Brooks Kepka for the oh first two gosh. days. Did, that, did I already know that when I made our picks? Uh, was I already out? Yes. Maybe Kepka might just kick him in the ankle or something. <laughs> well, that's what we said. We yeah. said he's either going to end up, like, Cantlay's either going to end up in one of those berms face down or, uh, or Kepka is just going to have a complete meltdown. Um, Who's the third guy with him? Matsuyama. <laughs> Buddy, food poisoning. <laughs> Just give him some sushi. Um, so we had talked about that. Uh, we talked a Can't little bit. from California. He eats sushi all the time. <laughs> we, we had talked a little bit about uh, about the course and the setup. But uh, quickly, I was, one, I was wondering... Uh, uh, who you liked in the tournament and uh, what you see happening this weekend. I had said, uh, we had talked earlier about uh, Michael Kim had said that uh, he thinks the course is going to be playing relatively easy tomorrow and he could see some guys shooting around a 64. I, th- I said that I thought that the, uh, that the winning score might be around uh, minus eight. Um, what do you think about that, and who do you like in this tournament, Fred? Buddy, I saw the win. I've been watching live at the U.S. Uh, live at the Open as I always do. I love the lead up to that. Uh, I love that show uh, on the Golf Channel. Uh, it just gets me so pumped up to watch that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and throughout the, the tournament. Um, but the uh, I, I'm really paid attention to the new holes there. Like the what is the par three? That's 132 right. yards. Right. Is that 17? I believe it is. Uh, yeah, and then or, or or 16 or 17, and then you know uh, that is a uh, one of the crazy par threes, and I love how everything droops off the plateau of the green and I saw the wind uh, on a picture of them uh, with that going like just they were they had a camera set on it and man the way the wind was blowing on that hole just looked insane and yes I do agree with you that uh, with your numbers I, I think that it'll be around there uh, you know picking someone. It's just so hard. I mean, Scheffler's always smooth, but you just, I, I don't recall him being really in contention, tight, tight contention for the uh, British Open. But I, 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 I do think that Shoffley is someone that kind of fell off, and, he, and you thought he was maybe going to make that run in the last major, and he kind of fell off. But, but I, do, I do like Matsuyama as a wild card. I like Homa as a wild card. Um, you know, Kepka's always going to be there because he's the man in every tournament but, uh, leading up. But 
But uh, I think you just got to go with the big guns. I think Rom is going to have a good tournament. That's my that's a guess I have. And he's uh, uh the, he's playing he's playing with uh, Rory first two days. Right, and that's a great match for awesome. them too, yeah. uh, for the start. Uh, I, I do think him and Rory will, will both have good tournaments. Um, I don't really have some. I know a lot of people are talking about Phenom, but uh, uh, but man, until he proves anything to me on a Saturday or a Sunday. I just don't have any faith in him. Uh, he falls apart on Saturday. He may be great on Thursday and Friday, but, uh, you know, uh, it could be someone new again. I mean, I don't know. Does does the tuna have Wyndham Clark? No. Not anywhere near <laughs> the leaderboard. So who do you guys like? Who, give me, give me, like, who, who's your main? If you had to have a main pick, I know we were in a pick and I took Kepka. Uh, all right. Who did you all? Who do you all like? All right. Uh, now Tuna had his reasons for picking against Rory, but okay. uh, he but he is in such great form. Uh, his uh, performance on Sunday at the Scottish Open was unbelievable. Uh, I know. I I think I've picked Rory in like the last five majors on this podcast <laughs> and by God, one of these times I'm going to be right. So I am going to go with Rory McElroy and I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler finishing top five. And I am going to go with a little, uh, off the beaten path. I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood finishing in the okay. top five. Uh, Long hair, don't care. I got you. Tuna, who do you have? Uh, I'm going for the repeat champion, Cameron Smith, to win the whole thing. Uh, he's been playing good over in the Live Tour. Um, and a long shot bet that I like to crack the top ten who played great this past weekend is JT Poston, the postman. Ooh. Um, That's a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's primed up and ready, and his caddy is from Kentucky. Um, so, Aaron Fleener. <laughs> so, Nicholas, nice. Nicholasville, Kentucky. But, no, Poston's been playing well. Last weekend, he played really well, so. I'll tell you who's been playing really well that I that I that is a long, long, long shot. No, not a long, long shot, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Corey Connors. Is someone that I've been paying a little bit more attention to. Man, that guy, I think he's from Canada. Canadian. He's been playing really good golf the last few years. And I think something special is going to happen to him. I'm not quite sure if it's the US, or the uh, the Open Championship. But uh, that guy is doing things in, in the right manner to uh, win a major. And I've been keeping my eye on him a little bit. So, uh, of course, you know my favorite golfer is Kisner. And one day I would love for him to have a chaw in and win the <laughs> Open. I think they would love that there. Second tobacco so product we've mentioned in the Open. Kisner. Uh, um, that's awesome. What else y'all got going on? I got... Uh, let, me, let me tell you about the game that we played at, uh, down here on the beach. We, uh, I highly recommend it to uh, other uh, beach goers in the Spike future. Ball. And I'm sure y'all might know what it is. It's called Bucket Ball. 
Like what they played in Bozo the Clown? <laughs> no, I'm not What's familiar. That? I'm not familiar. Uh, Tuna well, wanted to know. Is great for, for lazy 50-year-olds that uh, don't want to sweat too much. Tuna wanted to know uh, if it was uh, if it was the game that uh, they used to play on WGN with Bozo the Clown. <laughs> no, but I do remember that. I do remember that. Uh, this is a game where it comes in a little black uh, case, you know, a little little uh, duffel bag, little thing, and you pop up, and it has. You may have seen it on the beach. It's like it looks like. Uh, I guess there's six sand buckets. Okay, one's one, uh, six of them are orange, six of them are blue, and you fill them up with sand halfway, and you line them up like pool, like like pool balls in a diamond or whatever, and you have these two rubber balls that look that that are kind of like racket balls. And uh, you two, your one team gets on one side, one team gets on the other, opposite of uh, of like you know uh, cornhole and stuff, jarts, and you basically try to pitch the ball into the bucket. <laughs> and it's so simple, but I'm telling you, it is fun. And once you get one in the bucket, you pick the bucket up and move it out. Of the of the of the this is the game the so Bozo the Clown game. Yeah, I was just about to this say this is the exact same thing as Bozo yeah, the Clown it, game. It, it, it sounds very much me. like the show no. that uh, the, oh. like the game that Bozo played. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, I, I always watch Presto. I didn't watch Bozo. <laughs> Presto. Is that like a generic Bozo? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, you don't remember Presto? That's Presto the GoBots of, a of clowns. He, Presto was way more of a ghetto clown. Yeah. He was a little rough. Sounds that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made his own clothes where Bozo had, like, his own seamstress. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, Fred. But, uh but yeah this game is great man and, and now we, and we started we made a rule where if it hits off the bucket like the edge and you catch it then you have to add a bucket back so uh it can be lengthy with that uh but i'll tell you what it's it's a great game for uh for the kids and lazy guys like me <laughs> Fred, uh, As a matter of fact, I take one of the sand buckets and flip it over, and that's where I set my drink on. <laughs> so, Fred, so, uh, uh, we me don't. And, me and Tank were champs. We, uh, we, we've been, we, we were up, and we finally lost today, and uh, we will be back tomorrow, ready to go. We will be ready to go. We, we were, we were three and zero, and we got humbled. Uh, we've had a few other games and losses, but we're back. So that is a great beach game. If anybody wants to look that up online and try it out, it's a lot of fun. Or just watch uh, Bozo the Clown from WGN Studios in 1977. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, Fred, we don't want to keep you uh, away from your vacation for too long, uh, but I did want to ask you uh, if you have... Anything you want to throw out there uh, before we let you go tonight and before you come back into studio next week, uh, we'll all be back together at that point for the first time in three weeks, which we are very much looking forward to. Uh, do you have anything? I can't wait. It seems like it's been forever. It, 
It has been. Uh, do you have uh, Do you have a couple final thoughts for us? Well, I don't have any. Uh, uh, yeah, the Reds are cold as ice. How about that? They're hadn't, winning right now, three to two. Hadn't noticed. Okay, good deal, good deal. I don't have Valley Sports down here, but uh, that's actually we do have Valley Sports. But I'm watching the Devil Rays and the Cardinals. They don't have the De- Valley Sports Channel. It has the Reds. I'm like, okay, right, right. Uh, but anyways, guys, I don't have much uh, except that I've been challenged to skimboard down here tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, I hope I don't come back in a cast. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be skimboarding, and and uh, that is a whole lot different than boogie boarding and surfing. So why, that's all I can say is I'll have video for you, and hopefully I make it through. Yeah, we would. And the, and the chicks dig it. We would prefer not to have to carry you down into the uh, downstairs pub studios next week. I'd prefer if you could walk on your own. I can't believe how many people are out here on the beach. I mean, it's like packed out here. It's it's amazing. There's no surf whatsoever. It's smooth as can be every day. Not a cloud in the sky every day. It's pretty amazing. It's different. Sounds terrible. I've never seen the ocean where it's just been so docile every day, you know? Well, that certainly is a a better scenario than when we were down there together. When you couldn't get in, you couldn't get into the ocean for fear to be sucked over to England. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) But guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, can't uh, wait to see everybody down the line. And uh, I will be back in on Friday ready for some British, ready for some open championship. Fred, we are very much looking forward to it. And uh, Hey, wait a minute. How's my rodeo team doing? They haven't started yet. Oh, uh, okay. Because I ordered my belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you're wearing it on the beach right now. No, I uh, no, my my I can't wear it with my jams. It will not work. I do not have belt loops, but you will love my belt buckle. Come c- come Kentucky State Fair time, baby. Fred, uh, I'll be we wearing that at the free concert. I'll be wearing that to Oak Ridge boys. <laughs> That's right. We thank you. Here I come. We thank you very much for uh, calling in. Hope you have a great. Uh, rest of your vacation and uh can't wait to have the crew back in the downstairs pub studios next week for the blockout sports pod uh thanks right, fred guys, got some black and black and fish and some black and shrimp coming beautiful uh, so I'm, I'm i'll be ready i'm getting ready to mix me up another cocktail and I will be in touch with you guys. Thanks for having me on, man. All Good right. See you, buddy. All right, Fred. Uh, have I'll a great. Bring you back some sand. Have a great rest of your trip, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Ciao. That is the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, calling in from the patio of his palatial condominium overlooking the. Gulf of Mexico. I'm excited to play Bozo the Clown games in uh, in Jerry's in Freddie's backyard this year. So, oh my goodness! 
Um, one little kind of fun thing that um, you had mentioned earlier, and I we didn't get to it with Fred, but uh, you had mentioned that there was a a yeah. list I have in front of me, Travis. This is a landmark moment. This is how you know that college football season is upon us soon when 24-7 releases their all-name college football team. I'm going to go through a list of the names here. All right, our first team offense. Can you guess the quarterback? I'll just go on and tell you because I know you're going to nail it. General Booty from Oklahoma. (laughs) At starting running back, a guy with local connections here. Used to be a running back for the University of Kentucky and has since transferred to play for Prime. Oh, uh, uh, gosh. Uh, Think about a liquor. Yeah, I know. What, what was his name? I, I want to say, like, Hennessy Johnson, but it was something. So close. It was something like that. No Johnsons in here, <laughs> but Cavassier yeah, Smoke. Yeah, Cavassier Smoke. That's yes. right. That's right. And then at wide receiver. Hennessy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's awesome. I don't know. I mean, that's a great name. I mean, he may make the all-name team next year. I'm sure there's a kid named Hennessy Johnson out there. I'm sure he's probably a punter. Not sure. But uh, And then we have at wide receiver. Everyone knows him from Nebraska who had the heating and air commercial. He's back and transferred to Louisiana Tech, Dakotas Crawford. Right. He is Dakotas. That's right. And below him at another wide receiver spot, a guy who is not related to Dakotas, but he is Darillist Clark. (laughs) Followed up by him to round out the wide receiver room, we have Fat Watts. And here is my here's my favorite guy on the team. Um tight end. A guy at Florida International University that goes by the name Rowdy Beers. And that is not a nickname. That is a given name by his parents. And the reason I know that because on the honorable mention list is his brother at tight end at Air Force University, Rocky Beers. <laughs> All right, now we get to the offensive line. From Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, Mr. Parker Titsworth. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from Auburn, Jaden Muskrat. (laughs) Iowa State Cyclone, Dodge Saucer. And the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Tiger Shanks. (laughs) And to round out the offensive line room from Charlotte University, Panda Askew. (laughs) So now we're going to move over to defense. Mm, This ought to be good. All right. Another local guy, University of Kentucky's very own Octavius Oxidine. Yeah, that's a great name. Yeah. Now this may be one of my favorites coming up here next. Fish McWilliams. And he will be lined up side-by-side with Shitta Silla. (laughs) 
Behind him, we have a linebacker that goes by the name of Memorable Factor <laughs> from Duke University. <laughs> Along with Chief Borders oh. from Nebraska. Oh. And now, <clears throat> the DB room. A guy that goes by the name of Mo Billity. <laughs> First name Mo, oh. last name Billity. Uh, these just keep getting better. And he is not signed with a team. He is currently in the transfer portal. So, Jeff Brom, if you're listening, get on it, dude. No. How can you lose with a guy named Mo Billity? He's got to come to Indiana. Yeah, either way, He's I just want to see the Indiana. guy in a uniform. Got to come to Indiana. And then... Freddie's favorite defensive back, Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, and he will be lined up with Pig Cage from Texas <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> Pig Cage. Pig, Pig Cage. <laughs> so, uh, the Cage family, is uh, they attribute a lot to college football. And then we have another... Local guy, the University of Louisville's very own Storm Duck. Oh, man, that's a good name, too. Who transferred from Oregon. How do you leave that university? How did they let him leave? I don't know, but I have a feeling I know how he got recruited there. (laughs) And then LSU's Major Burns. Yeah, I like that. And then to wrap it up, Central Arkansas's dude person. <laughs> so, I'm so, I'd find <laughs> dude person. Mr. Dude person. <laughs> oh my god. So I never expected uh that segment to be as funny as it was, but yeah, I, I, um, I I I hope you all find those names as funny as I did. I could I could bring in the special teams with the kicker and the punter here. Please we have, do, um, please do. Colton Boomer, which oh that's perfect. Yeah, and then um, punter is Maximilian von Markberg, which I don't understand that. I guess we're thin at punter this year, and so we ended up with that. <laughs> but oh, man. so that wraps up our 2023 all name team. Man. And that is a uh, that is a gold segment of the Blockout Sports Pod. I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to those names again because I mean some I of that stuff is imagine, absolute gold. Imagine the Beers family. I feel so bad for the Beers mother because you know their dad <laughs> had to have been a rowdy rowdy human being to grow up with the last name Beers. And then to name his kids Rowdy and Rocky. And that mother had to raise two <laughs> insane boys named Rowdy and Rocky Beers. Oh, my God. That is so good. Um, oh, I got to collect my thoughts here for a minute. Um, I do want to thank everybody that listens each and every week. Uh, I know it's been a weird couple of weeks with vacations and sicknesses and everything like that but uh we will be back the three of us uh what they used to say on uh mike and mike back and better than ever we'll do our best next week Um, we'll be back i don't know about the better than ever we'll do our best (laughs) next week um 
Tuna, do you have any final thoughts uh, going into uh, this weekend and looking forward to next week? Yes, I have a homework assignment for you and Mr. Frederick Benders. Okay. Um, and I expect this to be completed by next week. Right. The documentary series quarterback that Peyton Manning produced is in is on Netflix in its entirety. I saw that. I watched every episode already, and it is magical, and I want you two to watch it so we can discuss it next week on the pod. Okay, I so, will do that. Now we got to get on Freddie to do it. I did uh, finish up last night. I finished up the American Gladiators. Which one, the Netflix or the ESPN one? The ESPN okay. one. Okay, Netflix has one out too now. Oh, I, I did yeah. not know that. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same thing, but well, yeah. I I thought it was fascinating. Uh, you know, I remember watching that every mm. Saturday morning when was I was must a kid. See TV, yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, anything else? No, nah, that's all I got, man. <clears throat> well, we do uh, again thank everybody that listens every week, and uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to normal on a regular uh, blockout sports pod. But I'm so thankful that we were able to. Uh, record this show tonight it'll be out friday uh if you like the show please tell a friend to check us out travis here again uh with a quick addendum to this week's show uh lost in the excitement of freddie's latest vacation was the fact that the haskell stakes are this weekend and fred wanted to make sure to uh share his preview and picks uh with the listeners so if you are so inclined please hop over to our facebook page at blockout sports pod and we will post fred's thoughts on the haskell which takes place saturday uh post time is 5 45 on nbc um lots of uh, horses that he has discussed previously, including uh, Kentucky Derby runners and uh, Kentucky Derby winner. Um, so hop on over to our Facebook page to uh, get Freddie's picks, and maybe you guys can make some money together. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, and this time for real, so long, everybody. <laughs>